This episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast is brought to you by the Accepted System. The Accepted System is not just coaching, it's not just an online course, it's not a feel-good group, and it's definitely not your guidance counselor just giving you a few tips and sending you on it. This is a proven system that helps Pre-PT students just like you get accepted into PT school without wasting time or money. The Accepted System has achieved acceptance for students with above and below 3.0 GPAs. Our system trains pre-PTs to think differently so that they can ultimately fulfill their dreams of becoming doctors of physical therapy despite their fears, low grades, and uncertainty of the future. The Accepted System is a do-it-with-you six-week program that teaches you our Accepted System method. To learn more, visit us at www.preptgrind.com and click I need to know more under the accepted system. We hope to help you achieve your dreams of getting into physical therapy school. Now enjoy the rest of the episode. Good evening, good evening. How are you doing? I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, my name is Joseph Googie. I am one of the co-founders of Pre-PT Grind, which is a pre-physical therapy platform that is meant to help you as a pre-PT get into PT school without wasting time or money. Now, uh, tonight is the first of four really, really good nights. Kyle, what's up, man? There we go. There we go. Yes, I hear sir. you. Yes, hear sir. You. Let's go. So tonight, tonight is, man, I'm, I've been really excited for this week for some time. Like we were talking about this week, man, uh, we were talking about this week about two months ago, Kyle. Uh, we, right. we were talking right. about doing this, right. uh, mainly because there are so many students that are currently struggling with the GRE. So tonight is a very special night. We'll explain that in just a little bit, but, but tonight we're trying to help y'all crush your GRE exam. That is one of the main roadblocks for students when they are applying to PT school, right? And, and not just PT school, but since this is the pre-doctor physical therapy students page, since this is pre-PT grind, we're going to take care of y'all. Tonight, we're going to go really deep. So for those of y'all that, that don't know, this is Dr. Kyle Rice. Uh, Kyle is uh, the creator of the PT Hustle. The reason why we brought Kyle in is because Kyle in the PT world is the best when it comes to standardized exams. It's that simple. He's, he's a humble man, but I'm, I'm very okay <laughs> with bragging about people, right? And so Kyle is the best in the PT world when it comes to standardized exams. And he'll tell you more on his story, but he's dealt with a lot. He's dealt with a lot. Failing, what, 13 standardized exams? 13, 13 yeah, 13 big ones. 13 massive ones. When he took his PT board exam, which is the final exam you guys have to take when y'all get into PT school and you're ready to graduate and, you know, make some money, right. uh, he got a perfect score on that. So failing 13 exams, y'all might have failed two GRE tests. Y'all might have failed four. Y'all might have failed it five times. This man failed 13 standardized exams. And so a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about this week are things that Kyle realized, yo, we're not being taught this properly. 
if you've, whether it's the GRE or any standardized exam you've taken and you're like, you can remember studying your butt off. Like you remember looking through the book multiple times. You did practice problems. You took, uh, you know, classes on campus. I remember I used to have a GRE prep course at Andrews University. That's, that's where I graduated from. Uh, and and it's, it's still, it still just doesn't feel like it's falling in place. You get to the exam day and you're freaking out. You get to the exam day and it feels like, man, like I blanked out. Like I took the exam and I just blanked. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I thought I prepared well. I studied for the last four months. I studied for the last five months. I studied for the last six months, two months, three months. And like, how many of y'all have ever felt defeated in that moment? I'm gonna let y'all know this. So we're, we're both teachers, right? But, but, but the beautiful thing about being a teacher is usually you don't, like the stuff you're teaching, you've already kind of accomplished, right? So, so we wanna make sure y'all are taken care of. As you guys are listening, we wanna know, like, are we talking to the right people tonight? So, so as y'all are listening, if you're like, ooh, that's me, that's me. So if, if you guys have ever felt that, just defeated, it's like, man, it, Kyle, I'm, I'm trying everything, man. Like, I don't get, like, you know what, Kyle? Maybe I'm just not good at it. Maybe I'm Maybe just I'm not just... good at it. Maybe I just can't do well on standardized exams. Maybe it's not my thing. Like, may, it doesn't matter how hard I try. Maybe it's just not meant for me. And those are the moments. Those are the moments. And this is why what we're about to talk about tonight is so important. Y'all, listen, if you guys have, have notes, a notebook, something you could pull out and say, hey, I got something to write on. Like, I would highly suggest you do that. The reason is we have all felt defeated. I have felt defeated. Kyle has felt defeated 13 times for crying out loud. And in those moments, we usually have a few different options. We feel like, well, should I quit? I actually saw that multiple times in this group where someone posted, hey, I took the GRE. Yeah, so I took the GRE last year and did worse this time than last year. Unfortunately, that's just so common. But the reasons why that happens are not the reasons that like we're told. They're not the reasons that we actually work on. So what ends up happening is we try to do the same thing we did before and then we get disappointed more and more and more. Because as Kyle will tell y'all, listen, this week I'm letting Kyle do the teaching. I'm just setting it up. But Kyle, you, you can talk about this from experience. Kyle, at some point tonight, I would love for you to tell your story of retaking your MCAT over and over and over and, and just what that process was like. When you're taking a test and you're, you're working harder for it, 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 it should be like, it should make sense that the more I work on it, the more I apply, the more knowledge I have, the better I should be doing. Mm. But is that really the case, Kyle? That is not the okay. case. All right, actually. so let's start from the beginning. Not so let's start case. from the beginning. If y'all are ready for tonight, if y'all are ready for what we're about to share, because we're about to go deep right now. Kyle, you ready, man? You ready? I'm, I'm you ready, ready, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is deep. It's deep. It's deep stuff. It, it really is, man. Man. It's deep. And this is, oh my goodness, this is, is so deep. important. So if you guys are ready, if y'all are like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Whatever y'all are about to share, because, because every, you have to realize this is why a group like this exists. Because a lot of the stuff you think you're going through alone, so many other people are going through the same thing. So many students are taking the GRE and saying, yo, why am I getting a lower score the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time? Why, like, is it just, a, you know what? Like, can I even apply to PT school? Will I handle it? Will I survive it? 
will I survive it? Will I, will I, will I hit the end of my academic? Like, will I get into PT school and then have to face this board exam at the end where I face the same problems over and over? And now I'm going to spend so much time and money going through PT school and applying it. And then ultimately, like, will I just not be able to practice as a PT? Kyle, you deal with this all the time. So, so <laughs> let's go from the beginning. If, if y'all are ready, then let's get it. Kyle, let's start from the beginning because, because this is where I want us to start this week. And then we have something else that will actually help you start to put this stuff to action so y'all can actually crush the GRE. All right, Kyle. Cool with me. Cool. Take it over, brother. Go ahead. Start from the top, boss. Like, for a student that is stuck right now and is saying, Kyle, how in the world? Like, I'm putting in so much work. Whether it's my first time, whether it's my second time, I... I gave myself time, Kyle. I gave myself time to study. I gave myself time to, like, you know, I, I bought the book. I looked through it. It's been three months. It's been four months. It's been five months. It's been a year. It's been six months. I've taken time to actually do it, and it's not working. It's not working. I'm not, I, I'm not getting the score I want. Talk to us about what that actually means. What have we been told that's actually incorrect? And how can we actually start, like, taking steps towards absolutely dominating the GRE regardless of who we are. You know, how, how's the sound? We got to make sure that the sound's oh, right. I hear you loud and clear, boss. Crystal? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So first thing I got to ask you all right now, I got to ask you is, were you taught the same things that I was taught? And what I mean by that is when I came up through school, I don't know where y'all are from. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, but I spent a lot of time in Florida. Uh, came up through elementary, middle school, all those good things, you know, in Florida. And the one thing that I was taught was pretty much if you didn't do well in a class, it was because what? You weren't smart enough or you didn't study hard enough or you just weren't one of the chosen students, you know, that just had it like that. I mean, for whatever it was, it, it, it came down to your intelligence overall. So if you ever failed an exam, what was taught to me, I don't know if it was taught to you, but what was taught to me is you need to study harder. You need to work harder. And so how many of you all were taught that and you learned that, and then every single time that you got a score, uh, failed an exam or whatnot, you tried to work even harder, right? Yeah. You started to put more effort in. Am I, am I right? I mean, that's what our response is. So here's the thing. All over these years, elementary, middle school, high school, going into undergrad, my perspective was, shoot, if I fail an exam or if I'm not doing as well as my peers, the people around me are, that must mean that I'm not smart enough and I just need to work harder. Hmm. That, that's, what it, that's what it all came down to. And, you know, when I couldn't do well on the SATs, I took the SATs multiple times, the ACTs multiple times. And the one problem that I was having was I was in the bottom 10% of all the testers for that. So it was keeping me from going to high school. But what was the thought process that was in my mind? I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. All my friends that were going to the big name universities, they were better than me. And so what did I start to do, y'all? Because I know some of y'all feel like you're, you're on an island by yourself. But at that time in my life, you know, I wasn't very strong. And so what I did was I felt like, you know, everybody else was better mm -hmm. than me. And what did I need to do to level the playing field? I needed to start lying. 
and being like everybody else. So, oh, I got into the big name schools too, knowing I was not getting into any big wow. name school. Uh, nobody accepted your boy. No. <laughs> but I was going around to all my friends like, oh, yeah, I got to the big name university, University of Florida, <laughs> all this stuff. I Hold on, Joseph. It, it got so bad that I was trying to put on this facade that I literally got my dad's like letterman jacket with the big F on it. Yeah, took it out his closet. <laughs> I did, I did. I, I took it out his closet, put it on, went to school for the rest of the week. I was taking it and uh, just walking around like, yeah, you know, I'm going there, I'm going there, you know, knowing damn well that school wouldn't even look at my application wow. with my SAT score. But why was I doing it? I was doing it for acceptance. And lying to everybody, the, the price of lying to everybody was was worth the feeling of being accepted by everybody. Hmm. And so I kept buying into this idea, though. What was I truly buying into? I was buying into the idea of acceptance, that I needed to be acceptance, but or accepted. But I was also buying into the idea that I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I have to work harder than everybody else. So let me ask y'all a quick question. How many of y'all feel that there are people around you that don't have to work as hard as you, but they get better scores than you. Yeah, I'm gonna raise my hand. Have that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> how many of y'all feel like you look around and you're like, man, this guy didn't even study, or this girl didn't even study as much as me, didn't put anywhere near the amount of time, and they got a perfect score on their exam. They got a 100, or they got a 98, or they got a 95 on that test. How many of y'all feel like that? How many of you feel, hold on, write this down now, if you feel like you have to work 10 times as hard as the person sitting next to you in order to get the same score that they got and probably not even get wow. that score. How many of y'all feel like that? Because I bought into the idea. I bought into the idea that if you get a bad score on an exam, that must mean that you're not smart enough or you're not working as hard as everyone else. I bought into the idea, right? So I had that same idea going into undergrad and then, you know, when I got into undergrad, since I still was going after the acceptance thing, Joseph, you yeah. know what I did? So I went to Florida A&M University, I, and I'm a proud rattler. But while I was there, I started to give in to the idea of I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon. But I wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon. Why? Not because I was truly passionate about it, but because of why. Why, why do y'all think? Man, why do you think I really wanted to become an orthopedic surgeon? You think I really loved it? No, that wasn't the reason. I wanted to, to have that because I knew that orthopedic surgeons were respected. I knew they were accepted. Mm, acceptance, still. Status. Still yeah. acceptance. Yeah. Status, right? And so I was still buying into the hype of acceptance, <sighs> right? What was I also buying into the hype of? Well, you got you to gotta work hard. You got to work hard. So I was doing as best I could do in all my classes, putting up in all this effort, tutoring yeah. everybody. But then there's an exam that you got to take to get into medical school. How many of y'all know that? Some of y'all may have been pre-med before. Maybe you heard about it. It's called the MCAT. So I had to take the MCAT. Took it the first time. Failed it. Well, I mean, you don't really fail it. You just get a non-competitive score. But let me tell you what my score was, though. So I was, again, in that bottom 10% of all people who took that exam. And so I was like, well, dang, okay, I'll just study harder. I'll do, I must not just be smart enough as everybody else. So let me just study harder. Took it a second time. Got one point higher. Hmm. 
still still about 10 total points away from where I would ever need to be, right? Um, then at that very time, one of my good friends, Andrew Hayden, guess what he got on his exam? Perfect wow. score on his MCAT. One of my good friends that I was studying with, and I was tutoring him on chemistry <laughs> and physics. And this guy got a perfect Man. score. Ready to go to medical school. Mm. So then I'm like, man, I bought into the hype again. I'm not smart enough. Got to work harder. So I just kept doing it over and over, y'all. Here's the one thing that's a little sad about the story. I didn't fail it. Um, not a, a third time, not a fourth time, but five total times back to back to back, getting one point higher, then two points less, then one point again, a little bit higher. So it was back and forth and back and forth. And so at the end of all this, I want you all to like really think about this story and how this resonates with you, your personal story. Because I literally got to the point where I was living back at my childhood home. I had to leave undergrad because not only did I already graduate, but I couldn't just be forking out a bunch of money for an apartment mm. and have no job. So I moved back in with my mom. Mm. And now I'm in, a, in my childhood bedroom, laying down on the bed, one of the days I'll remember it like no other, and looking up at the glow-in-the-dark stars that I used that I had on my ceiling when I was a child. Come on, man. I mean, you got all your friends, they're either getting married, having kids, going to grad school, having a job, and I'm sitting here laying in bed looking at my goddamn glow in the dark. Childhood stars. stars. <laughs> yeah. Man. In my in my mom's house. Hmm. So you know, got to a really, really hurtful, you know, time in my life, you know, uh, but like you were saying, and we'll continue with this story as we move throughout the week. But one of the things I figured out, because Joseph, you, you said it, when I got to PT school, I did what was needed to be done. And I'll talk to you all about the rest of that story, you know, later on the week, but I got a perfect score on the MPTE. But what was one of the things that I figured out? Well, one of the things I figured out was that I was buying into the hype of acceptance, mm. right? But the other thing I figured out was even if you are the smartest out of the bunch, even if you have all of the knowledge and all the application skill, if you have some other things that are impacting your score, it may cause you to fail. Like literally, you are the smartest person. You could get a perfect score, the perfect GRE score, and have all the knowledge to do that. But if you're missing a few key elements or if there's a few key elements that are bothering with you, it could ruin your score. So what I'm here to tell you all tonight is that I don't care what review course that you've taken, Kaplan, whether you've done Magoosh, whether you've uh, been in school and, and your faculty members are helping you out with GRE, they have left out some critical components you've been lied to since you were young. You've been lied to because they've told you that you know, you're just not smart enough if you don't get an A. You're just not smart enough if you're not getting the top scores or whatnot. If you fail an exam, you didn't work wow. as hard as everybody That's else. True. You got to work harder. You got to be smarter. You know, you've been taught that. Tell me I'm wrong right now. Tell me I'm mm -hmm. wrong. So here's the deal. Let me let you in on a little secret that they haven't told you. They haven't told you that if you are having anxiety, all right, this, this word that Sometimes a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, I have a little anxiety. You know, my stomach bothers me. My heart pounds a little bit when I'm about to take a test. They, they think that 
you know, that doesn't mess with their score. But like I said, someone who has all the knowledge and application, if they have anxiety too, do you know that they can completely wipe out your score? Not only make you stagnant, but actually drop your score significantly. Not only keep you stagnant, but it'll make your score jump up a couple points sometimes and it drop. Hmm. And then jump up, up a couple points and then drop again. And then you're kind of like, what the heck is going on? Like, how is this happening? And it's because it's, it's not your knowledge. It's not your effort. It's not your application. But there's these extra things that no one wants to talk to you about. Why? Because in the United States, mental health is this weird, like shameful wow. judgment. Like, oh, oh, wait, you have anxiety? Oh, wait, you have bipolar or some mental health problem? Oh, man. You know, and, and they try to write you off. Nobody wants to actually talk to you about it and help you with it. Right? How many times have you been told that anxiety can be a reason why your score is fluctuating up and down? How many times in your GRE review course did they talk to you about anxiety and how to find out if you have it and how to fix it? How many times? In your GRE review course, did they say, wait, hold on, hold on, let's do this assessment and see if you have anxiety. And if you're having it, let's figure out the ways to fix it because anxiety, it could be the reason why your score is staying exactly the same or even dropping lower than what you should, what you should be getting. How many of y'all have been told that? Not many, right? Okay, well, I'm here to tell you right now that not ha have I only had countless students who were just not getting the scores that they, they felt like they deserved on their exams. But as soon as we fix their anxiety, their scores jumped up dramatically. Mm. That as soon as we were able to level the playing field, now they were getting higher scores than all of their friends combined. Mm. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, does, doesn't that make sense, though? You were the one that was studying the hardest. You were the one that was tutoring Ooh, everybody. Tell them. You were the what? Tell them. You were the you were the one that was putting in all the time while the other people were just going to the parties. Don't you deserve to have a higher score? You deserve it. Right? It makes sense. But now what we need to do is we need to level the playing field by taking off this whole anxiety that's weighing you down. It's the only difference. So one last thing I want to say to you about this is. When you look to those people who are doing well on exams, like doing exceptionally well, and they seem like they're not really studying very much, look at them really quick and ask yourself, do they have like a lot of anxiety, you think? Do they, do you, they seem nervous when they go into the exam or do they seem pretty like calm, collected? I'm just, I'll just take this thing, right? How do they really seem? Because I bet you when you like really think about those people, you're like, yeah, actually that is right. They are kind of calm when they go into the exam. Mm. So you mean to tell me that anxiety is probably not influencing them like it's influencing you. Hmm. There's a difference. So what happens when we take the chains off? What happens when we, we take all that luggage that you're carrying and we dump it to the side and actually see how fast you can run now? Don't you think that you'll be able to run a lot faster than the rest of them? Because... Again, you've been working a lot harder, putting in a lot more time, no more, uh, tutor everyone else in it. I mean, come on. It just makes sense. So tonight was about showing you not just my story, but helping you to see like, you know what? Maybe I am smart enough. Maybe I do know enough. But there's some other things that I just haven't addressed. And it's not your fault. 
And it's not your fault because you were never trained that there was something else to address. I really believe you would have done it. You would have addressed your anxiety, but you were never even told that that was a hmm. problem. You were told since you were younger that the reasons why you are not successful is because you're not smart enough, you don't know enough, or you're not working hard enough. Those are the three that you were taught. And I'm here to tell you that, yeah, that's part of the puzzle. But there's a lot of other things that are addressing whether your score goes up or down, and anxiety is a big one of them. How, how is that? I mean, Joseph, is this making oh, sense? Oh, man, it makes perfect sense. Here, here's the thing. I, I, think, I think a lot of times I actually had this conversation with a student yesterday. Y'all, I, I don't think y'all realize, like, how accurate this is. And this is why this week we're going in. Um, and it's going to help you start not only, like, analyzing, self-analyzing and saying, oh, this is where I really am, but also having a blueprint for how to actually conquer all this stuff. So, so we're going to take good care of y'all. But, but the biggest thing is right. I was talking to a student, Kyle, and, and, and we were kind of breaking it down and talking about, like, why, especially, like, so, so I come from a culture, right? Um, like, because I'm from East Africa, y'all. Uh, side note, it was a phenomenal <laughs> weekend for the Kenyans uh, with our marathon running. You know what I'm saying? Just, just take If y'all didn't see that, uh, first, uh, first man got a, a marathon in under two hours, and he was Kenyan. And then the, the next day, um, uh, a female runner who's also Kenyan uh, beat the previous world record for the marathon um, set by another lady 16 years ago. So y'all, Kenyans are winning this weekend. But but <laughs> yo, real moves. talk, man. But 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 one thing is that like for for my culture, uh, mental health, anxiety, a lot of those things are very hush hush, and mm. a lot of those um, those same beliefs that it's like especially when you're not feeling it or you don't think you're feeling it, it's like anxiety, come on. Like, it can't be that big a deal. Or like, me like mental health is so real. Like, can I be honest right, with y'all? Right. Like, like I actually, so, so even tonight, y'all, I'm not going to tell y'all the details or nothing, but, but, but there's actually something like I'm currently like processing right now. And I low key had an anxiety attack, like in my car after work tonight. Like y'all, this is not like, this is not even like, I'm not saying this as if it's something that just, you just overcome. But you have to understand that it affects everything you do. Y'all realize what anxiety is, right? Like anxiety is, is like our belief that the worst possible scenario is bound to happen. So, so when I believe, when I'm taking the GRE and I believe y'all, like there's no possible way, y'all at least like this is stuff that's like subconscious half the time, right? But, but, but it's, it's, it's this belief like this man, I'm probably just going to retake it. And it's just not going to go the way I want it to go. Like, Kyle, you know what, man? Okay, I'm going to do this, Kyle. I'm going to study for the next two and a half months for this GRE. But, man, something just tells me it's not going to go well. Something just tells me. Mm -hmm. Kyle, you know what? I've taken this exam two times, two times. Something tells me that, like, if the last two times it didn't go well, then what makes the third time different? So, you know what? There's a good chance. I'm going to put in the work because... Because they said to me, they were like, hey, I mean, because I've been told that I got to work hard. Maybe I wasn't working hard enough. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm quitting too early. Okay. Maybe I wasn't working hard mm -hmm. enough. So let me do it again. But, but I can almost guarantee you that it's probably not going to go so well. You know what? Because, because I don't really think I'm good at standardized exams. I don't think, I don't think this is, this is what I'm cut out for. I really don't. Wow. So, so that's what we play in our minds. So what happens is 
when we see the worst possible scenario happening, we start acting like it. So how do we act like it, Kyle? Well, we're studying, right? <laughs> Yo, listen, 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 brother. Listen. So, 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 so you're studying. Whatever, and, and trust me, the way y'all are studying is also incorrect, but we'll talk about that later this week. That's not, you know, we got y'all. But, but let's say you're studying. Because you're so, like, because internally, like, you're, you're freaking out. <laughs> you're like, like, every time you look at it, you panic to the point where, y'all ever done this? You actually go to the areas that you already know, and you start studying those because they make you feel like you're actually studying something. And because that area that you already know, it might be part of the quantitative section, certain problems that you're like, you know what? I'm pretty okay with these. Let me brush up on them. So you go there and you spend an hour doing it. It makes you feel a little better because, well, I studied the area that I was a little rusty on, so I sharpened up on it. And all you wanted was a little like, like tap in the back, a self-tap in the back telling you, hey, <laughs> I studied. But then you go to the areas that you don't know. The areas that are giving you a hard time, and all of a sudden you actually start avoiding them because because you start saying, "Oh my goodness, that's a reminder of the fact that I might not be as ready as I thought." And remember, I thought that the worst case scenario is bound to happen. And oh my, okay, shut the book. I I, I I might try again tomorrow. It actually affects how you study. It affects how you prepare. So what happens is you might study for two months. You might study for three months. You might study for four months. You go to the exam saying, yo, I've studied all this time. I'm bound to crush it. And then you actually get rocked by it. And you're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe I'm not good. Like, you see what happens? It's a cycle that you build. And if y'all don't take this as like a real fact, this is not some hogwash stuff. This is the very reason why when you take it over, Kyle just said it, when you're taking it over and over, you're getting either the same score or it's not going up too much or it's actually getting worse. It's because of this cycle and we all go through it. But if you don't, like if, 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 if us talking right now is the first time you're even considering it for yourself, well, we've missed something massive. And the gift we have for y'all tonight is actually going to be important for you especially. Because if you're not seeing that, then you have no idea how to actually navigate through it. You have no idea how to handle it. And all of a sudden, like, there's a reason why I'm still, after having my anxiety attack, like, literally less than, like, two hours ago, there's a reason why I'm still able to come on this live stream and absolutely crush it. Because I know how to handle that. Does that make sense? Y'all, this stuff is real. I'm not talking about something that happened. In the, like, I, I had one two hours ago, y'all. I'm being so serious, man. I was in my car, like, like, like chest is getting heavy, y'all. It's the real deal. It's it the is. real deal. And if you guys don't understand that and understand, okay, how do I actually assess that? How do I figure out, like, what things are triggering that? How do I figure out if I even have it, like, or not? GREAnxietyHacks.com. Everybody who's watching this on replay, I want you to go to that link right after this. So don't don't leave yet. Don't be don't be saying, oh, okay, I'm out. Okay. Dot com. No, energy drinks and caffeine don't help either. Yo, they definitely <laughs> don't help. GREAnxietyhacks.com. Y'all, this is your first step to getting control of this. Because if this is the cycle you have seen, then the honest truth is whether you've been told or not. This is a major block that we have to take care of if you want to go back and absolutely dominate the GRE. The fact that Kyle, y'all, Kyle, Kyle deals with students, right? 
and, and he'll tell you more about this. Like Kyle deals with students who like when they're done, they're done with their schooling, which pretty much means that the only thing between them getting a job as a physical therapist and them having this six figures plus, you know, like debt pile, you know, all their loans and all that stuff. They have all this debt, all these loans, all this work. They've actually passed where you guys are right now. They've gotten into PT school. They've put in the work. They've sacrificed only to have this one exam that dictates whether or not they can actually practice. And they actually go into it. And what's happening is they go into it and they're like, oh my goodness, cop, I didn't pass it the first time. I didn't pass it the second time. I only have a certain amount of taste, cop. I'm starting to freak out. And Kyle, Kyle, right now in the U.S., Kyle is the last stop when it comes to standardized exams. He's the guy they go to and they're like, yo, I've tried everything else, bro. Help me out. And one of the first things he has to take care of is this. Y'all, he sees this all the time. We see this all the time with our students. And this is where we have to, y'all, pre-PTs have to change how we do. Like, this is not about just doing a week-long series. This is about changing how y'all prepare and stand like and dominate this exam as a whole because it's it's actually limiting y'all too much. Like I'm having way too many students that are telling me, "Hey man, I'm thinking of not applying this cycle because my GRE score wasn't as high as I wanted to. I'm thinking of pushing it to next year. Next year comes. Hey Joseph, I thought I was gonna apply this year, but I don't think it's gonna happen. You know what? I'm thinking of doing a master's. I'm thinking of doing this. I think I'm gonna take a backseat. Like y'all, it's dictating whether or not y'all can get the degree you want." whether or not y'all can get in the profession you want. And if we're not talking about the real things that are holding us back, then what are we really doing? If we can't actually talk about the real thing, y'all, these are the real stuff that actually, if we can't talk about them, then what are we really doing? Are we just talking to ourselves? Are we just making ourselves feel good and, and, and just say, hey man, yeah, just, just try, try again, try, try, try again. Well, listen, yes, try again, but try again the right way. Because if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're expecting a different result and you just ain't getting it. That's what we call insanity, y'all. And we're trying to take that away from you. So go to greanxietyhacks.com. If you're watching this live, if you're watching this on replay, that's where our gift is to y'all. Tonight, we want to help y'all analyze this bit and then tell you what, on top of that, after you do that, after you do that, there will be a video that y'all will see where we will show y'all how to start taking the big steps towards absolutely dominating the GRE. Y'all, we're trying to take care of y'all the real way. We're trying to take care of y'all step by step by step. Because I'm tired. I, honestly, Kyle, I'm actually tired of pre-PTs having to put their careers on the side because of one examination, because of one five-hour right. block that is holding most of us back from actually getting into the schools we want to. Like, period. Period. I'm actually tired of it, bro. So, so, so if, if y'all are like, hey, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to absolutely knock this thing out of the ballpark, if y'all are like, yo, I'm ready. Because I want to know who's ready to go step by step and absolutely crush these mountains and make sure that y'all absolutely dominate the GRE. Because things like anxiety and everything else we're going to share with y'all this week are holding you back. They're holding everybody. And, and, and if we don't, if, if we don't even respect it, if we don't, if we look at it and we're like, nah, that's probably not me. Nah, I think it's just studying more. Well, you've been deceived. You have been deceived. And it's exactly what we've been taught in school. It's exactly why so many students are so frustrated. Like, y'all, listen, when you're seeing stuff happen over and over, there, there's usually a reason, right? Like, if, 
if, if I'm watching a basketball team, right, and I'm seeing, like, every time they play a game, they're always losing by 20 points. Kyle, is that coincidence? Absolutely not. Come on now. <laughs> if, a, if a basketball team is always losing by 20 points, it means something's off. It either means your coaching sucks. <laughs> it means the players don't know what they're doing. They're not disciplined. You don't have enough talent. Something is off. And so, but at the end of the day, something needs to be fixed. And we're seeing this over and over. It's a broken machine, y'all. And we're seeing this over and over with the GRE. It's broken. It's broken. And we're saying, yo, these are the pieces that were missed. How can we help y'all put them together? And this is the first big one. If we can't handle this one, y'all, listen. Everything else, I don't care how many times you do your practice problems. I don't care how many repetitions you take. If we don't knock this out, yo, you're, you, you might actually have a tough time. Stuck. You might be stuck. And I don't want y'all to be. Kyle doesn't want y'all to be. Does that, exactly. does that make sense? Kyle, what are your thoughts, boss? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, I just, I just want to challenge the system really quick. Can I challenge the yeah. system real quick? So how many of you, and Joseph, you, same question, have heard that, um, you know, like how you do on something like the GRE, the, the, like can determine how you do at the next level. So a lot of times, I know in my schooling, I heard like, oh, man, you know, if you get a certain score on the GRE, then that means that you're probably not going to be successful in that next Ooh. level. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so MCAT, same exact thing. When we were taking the MCAT, one of the things is, well, if you don't get a good score on the MCAT, that means that you probably wouldn't do very well in, in medical school. That's like a, this is a big thing. How many of y'all have heard something like that? I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, like if you didn't do well on your SAT and the ACT, that means that you're probably not going to do that well in undergrad. And you're definitely not going to be that that well. It, it, like if you're not able to do the ACT and the SAT well, you're probably not going to do well on the GMAT or the GRE or the MCAT or any of those other ones. Like that that's what we're taught, right? And so that's what a lot of faculty members, um, you know, who's ever been guiding you, a lot of admissions advisors, they'll tell you the same thing. They'll say, yeah, well, you know, the reason why we don't let, you know, people with this level of a GRE score in or MCAT score is because, you know, they don't tend to do as well, right? They, they may not be able to make it. Here's the deal. Have, have I not? totally am i not the 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 exact example of why that is not hmm. the case and how many other students have you know not done the best on the gre gotten into pt school did exceptionally well and are the best pts that there are out there now so here's the thing that i'm trying to tell you all is that there has been plenty of people who have not done so well on the gre and then wind up crushing the rest of their career, academically and professionally. So we have to look at, well, what is the drawback? Even with the drawback with me, how was I failing uh, 13 straight standardized exams and they got a perfect score on a, on a, on a random last one that I took? Like, how was that able to, to, to happen? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I stopped worrying so much about the knowledge and application stuff because I was used to putting in a lot of effort just like you all, you're used to putting in all the effort. It's just not happening. What I did was I start focusing on the other things that may be affecting the score. One of my main ones, anxiety, 
fix that, and then now I'm able to get this dramatic score change, level the playing field, and now we're looking at me in comparison to a lot of my peers, and now I'm superior to them when it comes to standardized test taking. Why? Because I was able to fix those key factors that were influencing me. And now, tonight, we are giving you an opportunity. If you're very scared of anxiety because you're like, yeah, well, I don't even know what to do about it. I don't know the first steps. Well, we are giving you those first steps right now. We're actually trying to break the system and show people that you can do something about your score. You can elevate, but we need to go after the anxiety. All right, especially if you have it and you feel like it's influencing you. So that's the GREAnxietyHacks.com that we just gave you. That's the first step to solving this problem and then getting that dramatic score change that you deserve on the GRE. I mean, that, that's my two cents, Joseph. It's that simple. It's that simple. So if you guys, I mean, if you guys are joining us right now, y'all might want to watch this replay. Because we laid it out pretty pretty well, so so y'all might want to watch the replay. Yeah. But like, go to www. Go to greanxietyhacks.com. That's the first step after tonight, y'all. Every single night, we're giving you something. Tonight, it's greanxietyhacks.com. We have it's already set up for you. It's ready for you. You got the goods. You can have access to it starting right now. Y'all, this is just a warm-up. We got so much good stuff for y'all. Such a warm-up, But tonight, the homework is go to greanxietyhacks.com. Greanxietyhacks.com. That is the first step. Let's freaking get it. But we want to make sure y'all got everything. Listen, y'all see, we borderline, like, 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 voice is getting tired. You know what I mean? It's because we're trying to give you everything. We're trying to give you everything. That's right. This is what pre-PT grind and the PT hustle, which is Kyle's business, stand for. Like, we want to just max out on everything. And the honest truth is, we do things very differently from, like, the establishment and school and everything you've been taught because a lot of that is the old way of doing everything. And that's why most of y'all struggle. So we're trying to show y'all the real ways. Let's talk about the hard conversations. Let's break it down step by step by step. So y'all have no choice but to absolutely dominate. Is that cool? Is that cool? That's it. I'm, I, I'm in there. <laughs> Let's get it. So go to GREAnxietyHacks.com tonight. Get started. Let's get the party popping. See you right here. Have a blessed rest of your evening. Let's freaking get it. GREAnxietyHacks.com. Y'all have a blessed rest of your Monday. Much love. Bye. Peace out, brother. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question for you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.